this up for my interest. Hear this sound you can't miss. Play this loud for that shawty right there with the big old butt. Drop it down and then get on up. I am a handsome fella. Shout out Nikki Bella. You can look, but you cannot touch. Cause I know some of y'all just can't take it. She gon' drop it down on that apron. She gon' find the time to just shake it. And you hear the sound that she making. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Immediately starting a petition to have that as Nia Jax's actual theme. Um, it has one signature so far. Two. You got mine. Oh, thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> I can think of about three more that you could probably get to for sure. I can definitely and get then, you know. I, you can definitely get at least ten uh, in the next five minutes. If I if I put it out there, I can get at least ten. Oh yeah. Oh I, you have no idea how much that made my weekend. Uh, I saw that yesterday and I was like, this has to be part of the show. It might be the new intro song. <laughs> It might be that. Man, uh, it's just it's the, it's the little things in life that bring me such joy. Welcome, everybody, to the Sons of Slam show. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. What is good, sir? Nothing much. I just wanted to uh, give you a little round of applause for mixing that together. That, oh, was, thank you. <laughs> that, was, that was rather good. A little, little golf class. Uh, yeah, I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, uh, I, was, I mean, it, it was already done by... Um, this guy Josiah Williams, who actually works for WWE in some sort of like directing video capacity, so he he took the beat from somebody else who po- who made the beat and posted it on YouTube, and then I just took the actual Nia Jax intro and put that in the beginning. He that was fun. Was the one if you remember, uh, probably almost a year ago now that um, he was the one that rapped in the in the in the intro to NXT. Remember, he just came out with all the people. It yes. might have been on the first episode. Of, wasn't that with the uh, uh, Street Profits, wasn't it? Was it the Street Profits? There was a couple times he came out. Okay. I thought one of them was Adam Cole, too. Hmm, okay. But yeah, you, you've definitely seen him. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was just... It was interesting. That, that was a that was an incredible song. The, and the song in the video is just hysterical. It, it, it's mixed in with, like, Naomi dancing, too. It's it's, it's just so funny. <laughs> it just, my whole... It just, it just makes my life. Um... We have uh, some stuff to get to here besides Nia Jax's hole, and we will get to her hole. Um, we talk about Monday Night Raw, and then they took full advantage of it at, uh, on SmackDown. So we will get to all that good stuff. Um, anything you want to start off with, sir? Because I have I have a couple uh, little tidbits here and there. Um, so I have an interesting fact about Bad Bunny. He is he has four out of the top five merch sales on wweshop.com wow four out of the five are bad bunny <laughs> how does that make someone feel who's been like in wrestling and they get they get commissions basically for selling their their wares and their their products and then this guy just comes in <laughs> out of nowhere with no wrestling background whatsoever and because he made a stupid song called booker t he's now like yep booker t booker <laughs> his babbling <laughs> booker t song they, uh, yeah, so I do have a breakdown. Oh, he's already grossed 500K. I just want to point that out. <laughs> just just in merch sales. Unbelievable. That's how much Matt Riddle's getting over the next three years. Right. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like just off his contract, not including merch sales, stuff like that. Yeah. Just um the first thing that is the top grossing uh item on WWE shop is his men's t shirt. Okay. The second thing is the hoodie. The okay. third thing, I'm pretty sure you get the pattern. The third thing is the women's t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And the fourth thing, you guessed it, is the kids' t-shirt. Do you want to know who sits at number five? Cena? Nine, well, okay, no. It's not It's not rocket science, though, either. It's Roman. Roman, okay. I think it was his universal championship. Uh, it was the one right after gotcha. one of those. So, yeah. $500,000 in, let's look at the calendar really quick. Yeah, when was a Rumble? month and a half. When was Rumble? Not even not a even, month. Yeah, not even a month. Yeah. You came out uh, the 31st of January was Rumble. Yeah, it's not even a month. And Roman's been on a year <laughs> a year run already. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Wow. Well, not even. No, he's he's been on since, uh, was it Slam? The SummerSlam? Oh, yeah. Six months. Yeah. Not even yeah. So he the, the two of them have been on very short runs, but yeah, Bad Bunny just is just asinine. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, I wanted to get into um, at, le- at least for me the big story of this week was bonuses or lack thereof. And uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the, the the main crux of the story is that WWE had promised uh, bonuses to employees. There were actually pay cuts when COVID happened. Because they they basically asked all the producers to take a cut, and uh, they were supposed to, they were promised raises and bonuses uh, to basically even out the cost of living, and they did that basically to, to they they cut the uh, uh, asked employees to take a cut to raise stock prices. Well, those stock prices didn't really go where they expected them to go. So what was the, there's a cause, which is taking away the, the money for stock prices. The effect was there was no raise in stock prices, so there's no bonuses for anybody. Um, even though even though WWE is in the black, meaning that they are in the positive. So like when you hear Black Friday, there's a reason why it says Black Friday, because the, the, the old term is you're in the red and the black, you want to be in the black. So mm-hmm. um, they are still in the black. Uh, considering everything, considering everything that happened with COVID, they are still profitable. They are they have been in one arena. They moved from from that arena to uh, Tropicana, so they're, they're not traveling. There's no travel expenses for for them. Um, there's no cost in that. They they are obviously taking a hit with merchandise sales because there's nobody in the arenas. But it doesn't seem to affect uh, people like Bad Bunny and Roman Reigns. They're making their their bank. Um, so yeah, so that led to a ton of unhappiness backstage. Um, so the the quote given by uh, Wrestling Observer and Dave Meltzer, there was definitely a lot of unhappiness this week. A lot of the producers, it, it's because the profits are not as high as Wall Street was expecting and the stock has fallen and they are trying to rebuild the stock price. The stock price is a really big deal. So that's the reason. And what did that do? That affected uh, backstage. And so as far as uh, writers go, it says, uh, according to uh, backstage uh, uh Goings on and, and people talking. That uh, WWE executive Mark Carano handled this uh, with, with, in dealing with the WWE producers very poorly. Quote, and that the producers are at odds with each other over it. Uh, they were expecting raises and bonuses. 
Uh, additionally, we were told, or they were told, that the producers had no unity and the workflow fell apart because of their anger since th- there is no one else for them to go to or take it out on. So once once the, the top brass told them that they're not getting any money, there's nowhere else to go. And so basically the entire week, um, from producers on down to wrestlers uh, because of that, it was a chain effect and there was just bad blood backstage, no pun intended. I heard it was a, quote, shit show on uh, Friday Night Smackdown. Yes. So that's, uh, that's a very interesting... You wouldn't know it because it was actually... I, I thought SmackDown was actually pretty good, but... Uh, Which is why they're such professionals. <laughs> such professionals, no matter what. You're not getting your money yeah. here. We're still going to work, but we're not happy about it. Um, so there's there's that going on. Uh, Braun Strowman... God, not having a bonus this year. God, that's going to suck. Right? <laughs> I mean, of all times, especially during COVID. Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman gives a Valentine's Day update. So basically, this week, he came back for the Rumble, and then a couple days later... He was sidelined again for suffering an infection. They got into his blood. He was put on antibiotics. Uh, he dropped 15 pounds in five days. Whoa. That is not good. <laughs> um, no. But he, he's said to be uh, recovering well, and uh, we hope that he's he's back soon. But, yeah, he's uh, he suffered an infection immediately coming right back from uh, wow. <laughs> to the rumble, and uh, maybe just stop doing needles. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's uh, probably a good guess. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Guess. Supposedly, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Uh, way it, you know, backs us up in court. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or testing. Um, yeah. <laughs> we uh, heard from uh, Kurt Angle, who said that his retirement match against Corbin was basically just a last-minute throw-in uh, mm-hmm. with uh, at WrestleMania 35. And uh, he said that he didn't think that uh, WWE knew who was, he was going to fight, and he actually wanted to uh, basically go out with Cena. He wanted like a, a match with Cena, but he but WWE wanted to put a name that at that time they wanted to kind of give a push to. And uh, retirement matches, as we know, are usually the the uh, not only the swan song, but the last time you'll get defeated <laughs> because yeah. I, I, I can't remember honestly, I can't remember the last time someone retired and they they won. Uh, Undertaker. That was about it. Technically, Te- yeah. I mean, technically, yeah. does it- his last match was he went over AJ. AJ. This is true. This is true. I mean, I technically thought it would be Taker when he fought Reigns and that that whole uh, shindig. But that's when not he, his last that's, match. That's very true. You're right. You're right. Like singles, one on one wrestling rules. Yes, he did lose his last match. Right. However. His last quote unquote match was against AJ Styles, which he won. All right, I'll give it to you. Bitch, you guessed it. You was right. And I love every second of it. I hate playing that for you. Um, (laughs) Pat McAfee addressed uh, his current situation. He basically said that he found out, just like everybody else, that he was not going to be on TV. (laughs) And uh, he said, quote, I was talked about in the wrestling community yesterday by Triple H. Actually, about my future plans. It was interesting. I mean, all very nice things he said there, but me learning about being written off TV did happen live on the air. He's a very nice man, Mr. H, (laughs) for everything he said. He did say basically like, quote, Pat has been very busy, kind of a fat ass right now. He's going to have to get back into shape, basically is what he said. And then maybe we'll think about something. Uh, He goes on to say, I've not heard anything, by the way. 
have not heard anything, no ideas, but I do believe the first step would be to have the diet match, uh, the amount of conditioning I've been doing in the Oculus, and when that happens, look out, in the Oculus. So, yeah. Yeah, he has been a uh, champion of the Oculus arena in boxing. So, it's pretty funny, actually. Does that work? No idea. <laughs> I was like, I'm just interested to find out if, like, if that's a thing. I do know that Pat is a former professional athlete, and I've seen him legitimately sweating after taking that thing off. It's pretty wild. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, it's got to work at some point, right? I would think. I would hope. I would hope. <laughs> I would it hope. It's a lot of money. I hope it, I hope yeah. it fucking works. It is. I might have to run and get one. Um, we have, let's see here. So WWE Elimination Chamber is next Sunday, and we will get to all things Elimination Chamber next week, but uh, they had initial plans. The SmackDown portion of the Elimination Chamber uh, was supposed to be quite different than it is now. So as we know, they're going to uh, uh, have everybody qualify for that, and then at the end of that night, which is going to be a first, the end of the, the, the night for SmackDown, they will face Roman Reigns. Oh, whoa, hang on. What? That's That's the... I miss SmackDown. You miss SmackDown, okay. <laughs> and, and if I'm being honest, I also missed Raw. It's been a busy week. Okay, so you, <laughs> you're out. I did watch NXT and AEW, which to me mm-hmm. is the more important thing. <laughs> as I said to at everybody. At the moment, at the moment. As I always say to everybody, but nobody believes me. Um, so, yeah, so the idea is to have uh, the SmackDown guys face Reigns at the end of the night as opposed to the Raw guys facing Drew McIntyre in the Elimination Chamber. So he's part of it. So the uh, <laughs> the initial idea, like I said, the initial idea was Roman Reigns to be in it. He then comes out and says, uh, basically, the pull that he has backstage is unbelievable and that he has uh, pretty much control of his storyline. And uh, pretty much does he, have control of his storyline. He, he, uh, he, he was uh, we were told they were told uh, backstage that uh, everyone gets. Hurt in the match that people only watch to see matches. Roman Reigns uh, very well might have wanted to avoid that situation. And uh, Daniel Bryan even joked on uh, Talking Smack to Paul Heyman about Roman Reigns getting a, quote, Brock Lesnar contract. <laughs> and that his deal isn't that part-time. Uh, but he apparently does a lot of pullback stage. And so he said that uh, there's no place for the, for the tribal chief in an elimination chamber to, to be hurt. Like that makes sense. So, it adds up. You're telling me you just read everything. You're saying it doesn't add up. Come on, that adds up. Even kayfabe, even in kayfabe, it still adds up. Yeah. The best thing is that. All right, so that match is going to start the night. At least we know that. Right. Oh, if they go back to back, that would just be. That'd be brutal. brutal. That'd be brutal. <laughs> they can't. Brutal. There's no way in hell. There's no oh way. Oh my god. Jeez. I mean, who who uh. See, if, if Edge is going to fight Reigns at Mania, then whoever's going to fight Reigns is going to lose. So give it to somebody like Cesaro. <laughs> Someone that, uh, since he he just qualified on Friday with with Daniel Bryan. So, I would say give it to Kevin. Again? Again. Just listen. I, I love it's that. Gonna ha- it's going to happen. I love the storyline. I do. I just I think that it's, it's I don't know if it's running its course. It's gone by the wayside, and the, and, the, and the really messed up thing about it is we can get a really good storyline between the two of them that's somewhat similar to a rock, stone, cold type of thing. 
Okay. It's literally just someone from the Anawaii family and someone who does a stunner. That's the only <laughs> connection I have between the two, but it could be good. That's my point. We're just uh, recycling it. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Not even recycling it. Have a new twist on it. See, Kevin's from Canada. He's not a he's not a the Texas rattlesnake. So go from south as you can go to north as you can Canadian go. elk monster. There you go. The Canadian elk monster. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Five hundred grand right there. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, we only have two qualifiers in that match. Um, meanwhile, Raw is completely stacked, and this Monday, uh, tomorrow, they will have uh, the match to determine who comes in last in the Elimination Chamber, so that should be good. Um, I don't know if you heard of this story about uh, Casey Catanzaro. No, I and, don't think I did. And Twitter? Okay, so Casey Catanzaro, former uh, American Ninja Warrior um, and tag team partner for Caden Carter, mm-hmm. she was blasted. I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. I, I was I was looking to you to say it, but then I got it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it at one point, so just be ready. God, um, trust me, with, I'm on my toes every with, time. With the name of something, I will forget. Uh, she was on Twitter getting blasted for not wearing a mask in public, Ooh. and she then went uh, and I I watched the video. She then went on Twitter to explain her situation, and today. February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Um, she same, same to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. She uh, deleted her account. Oh. For her getting blasted on Twitter. Her explanation of what, why that was the situation was basically she was in a, she was wearing a mask outside of the restaurant, but didn't have one at her table when sitting down to eat and drink. Now, when you see someone, if you see a celebrity, uh, this is my, my two cents, if you see a celebrity and not wearing a mask, um, you see it all the time. Uh, my my thing is, wear the damn mask. If, we, if you wore the mask for the first month that we were having this situation, we, we'd have been done. Anyway, now that we're still you know almost a year into it, if you see a celebrity not wearing a mask, then all of a sudden they get, they get lambasted. She was in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I, I Again, I'm the first one to... To scold anybody that I see, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, stop being selfish. Wear the damn mask. It's it's a piece of cloth. You have to wear a seatbelt to drive. Wear the damn mask. Cut the shit. I just wore two masks at a gym. I'm over 300 pounds. There's no fucking reason there's for no, nobody there's else There's no excuse. Like, Absolutely no excuse. There's legitimately no reason. I sweat through both masks. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear no bullshit about it. Absolutely no excuse. With that being said, she her explanation was she was in a restaurant. She she did not wear the mask at the table. That is the rule. <laughs> Once you're in your table and you're six yeah. feet away from everybody else, how the hell are you supposed to eat? <laughs> you can't just eat through your mask. You got you got to eat and drink. You put take the mask off. So that was yeah. the explanation. And then when you get away from the table, when you're about to leave, then you put the mask on, like everybody's doing across the country. We're doing that in New York. It's not. This is not new. I, I'm doing it uh, in a couple days, t- taking uh, my fiance for dinner. We're gonna. We have a reservation. We wear the mask. You get to the table. You take the mask off. Yep. What, what again? What are you supposed to do besides you take the you drinking it through a straw like underneath your mask? So uh, I, I feel like cancel culture is is it, it's out of control. <laughs> it's just completely out of control, and there was no reason why she had to be uh, eliminated from Twitter. She just posted a very sexy picture, and now I can't see it because she deleted her account. I'm very upset by that. Google. I guess. Yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> You seem so defeated. I am. (laughs) (laughs) 
Damn it. <laughs> I just, I, I don't get why just people, just leave, leave Casey alone. Leave I, the I, poor girl alone. Seriously, she was doing what she had to do, and she's following the rules. I mean, real, really. Like, nobody, she, made, she had an explanation, nobody believed it. So, because apparently everybody else eats and drinks through their mask, so God bless. Anyway, anything else? Before we get uh, to the congratulations to Mia Yim and Keith Lee for getting engaged over the weekend. For getting COVID. Congratulations, yes. Uh, well, that, that, not congratulations, well, well all Keith, right, No, so Keith Lee put, came back, so he's, he, he was fine. Not? He's fine. He came back this week. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, they got engaged over the weekend, mm-hmm. so... Uh, not to be me, not to be confused with her twin sister reckoning. That's how they're doing the story. Oh, good Lord. So everybody was clear about it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Good. <laughs> Moving on. Congratulations, Keith and Mia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, also, congratulations to MLW World Middleweight Champion Leo Rush for winning. The AAA World Cruiserweight Championship against Laredo Kid in a title unification match on Wednesday, February 10th Okay, in Mexico, I believe. Uh, so Leo Rush is now the first ever MLW AAA double champion. Nice. So he unified the belts. It was a title versus title match going in. Uh, Laredo Kid was the AAA Cruiserweight champion. So they put both titles on the line. And Leo Rush came out the victor. Nice. After an impressive performance in Japan in the World Something Junior Super Cup, something like that. <laughs> These, I know it's they, something along those lines. They always have like, like 15 different names for every single match that they do yep. <laughs> in New yes. Japan. And, 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 and the juniors is the littler people. Right. Not li- you get it. Yeah. You get it. The, <laughs> the smaller individuals. The micro people. Yes, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. The micro people. The micro people. Uh, that's all I got. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that that Leo is doing better because he was in a in a dark place. Yeah. <laughs> at, uh, recently, so yeah, good for him. That's awesome. And there, I, if I saw a, a clip that I, I'm pretty sure they're playing up the whole music aspect for him too, like when he's keeps on talking about he got he got approached in the parking lot and he was talking on the phone about record deals and then just hung up. So okay. then they were like, so because he does release music, if you didn't know. I did not know that. I did. I just don't Care? listen to it. <laughs> okay. So it's not my cup of tea, but I do know that he does release music. What kind of music? Not sure, but oh. I... <laughs> Logic says that it's some sort of rap, but I want to say well, that there <laughs> might be electric in there. Now, hold on. Hold on. Now I got to stop you. So why would you assume that it's rap? Because he's black? No, because he was how do you very know it's not good like, rhythmically. How do you know it's not like yodeling folk? You say logic. Yeah, because he's how good at rhyming. How do you know it's like like EDM or? Uh... I did say with a little bit of electric thrown in there. Okay. I could be wrong about it. I remember it being rap. I could be wrong about it. You want me to look it up right now? No, keep. I just want you to keep backpedaling out of, out of the state. I, I can't. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> We are uh, moving on. Unbelievable. Unbelievable with the racism. Um, <laughs> the uh, Anything else before we uh, get going? That is all I have. I would like to uh, uh, forcibly and uh, not to my own wishes, but congratulate Hip Tom. Hop. Leo Rush releases hip hop album after being laid off by WWE. Damn, he was right. Suck it. <laughs> 
So your racist assumption was right. Got it. Um, let's see here. It was not racist. It was presumably me trying to dig in through my memory bank. Presumably, and really hoping I was right. <laughs> thank God you were. Thank God. Thank God were. I was. Immediately mute that mic. Um, thank. Uh, I want to also uh, again. Uh, not not that I want to, but I will congratulate Tom Brady on being the greatest of all time. Moving on. Um, Say what? Say something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) Say something about Joe. Uh, What? uh, (laughs) Say something about Montana. Go ahead. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Uh, All right. So listen. What a horrible game, by the way. (laughs) What an awful game. Just like I don't talk about the other the 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 match match. that we had about a year ago. Didn't happen. That match with two guys whose first name starts with B. It's it's, was that almost like a year and a half now, isn't it? When was it? It's like November, December of nineteen. All right, yeah, so almost. Okay, anyway. So, uh, shit, my train of thought just went off the rails. We were talking about Joe Montana and... Uh... Yes, so, I will never talk about this again. Okay. So, if you want to clip it here, you can clip it. Episode 95, go ahead. My bias will always tell me that the undefeated Joe Montana okay. is the greatest of all time. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. I'll make an argument. For Tom Brady being the greatest because of one reason and one reason only. Mm. Regardless of the championships that he won before with arguably the greatest coach of all time, Mm. he was able to uproot everything and go to a completely different team and win in that first year. Mm -hmm. That was something that Joe Montana was never able to do. That is correct. He was never able to bring the Super Bowl to Kansas Kansas City City when he left San Francisco. Right. So that, just take that into consideration. Did you follow Joe to Kansas City, or you were still for uh, Niners? Fuck no. So you still you went with with Steve. That was before. That was before I was born. I think. Oh, I think. All right. Oh no, it had to have been because the Niners were in the in the Super Bowl in '94. It okay. was either it was either the '94 season, which would have been '95, or mm. it was '93 season '94. Mm. I think it was '95. So it was a year and a month. A child. The last time the 49ers won the Super Bowl. A mere child, you are. A, an infant, some would say. A bebe. Um, yeah, so uh, Tom did it with two teams, and uh, just, uh, just an awful game. <laughs> just a boring, awful game. I had a lot of money riding on Kansas City. Uh, I will never do that again with uh, Patrick. I think his time will come, but it's not now. <laughs> and uh, Tom said, uh, just told my beer, you're not, you're not there yet. And their defense just shut him down, completely yeah. shut him down. Just completely like rushing every like every every play. There was there hasn't been a team. The statistic was there hasn't been a team that was been rushed that much in a Super Bowl as Kansas City was in that game. Um, but that they had all those injuries on the. I'm not making any excuses. The, the line I had do the, not like. I do not like the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. But they do. They did have a couple. They had like two old linemen out. They had two old linemen out. Right. So that's 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 There's, two. It's Swiss cheese right there. It's just waiting to break. Man. And then the amount of scrambles, it was one, the one, there was two plays, but one in particular where he basically just ran back like 30 yards. <laughs> like, where, where are you going, please? I saw a statistic that said that he ran in while scrambling just yes. to get the pass off. Yep. He ran for 497 yes. yards. Yeah. I almost said miles for some reason. That, <laughs> Boy, that I'm sure been that would have been right too. That would have been a slip. 497 yards, yeah, that he scrambled for. And who is uh, – I, I can't get into, into statistics. statistics. There you go. Uh, just for that reason. Like who is there like calculating all that? That's insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. 
But uh, congratulations to Tampa Bay and Gronk. Um, they broke the record also for most times uh, uh, quarterback to receiver. Um, yeah. So good for them. Uh, back to wrestling. So they broke they broke a forty uh, nine er record. Just saying, probably. I don't even know whose record they broke, but I'm gonna say it was Montana and Rice. I, had, I was gonna say it that's had to be like that's where logic says, <laughs> right? That's that's where the that's same, where I'm putting my money. The same uh, Leo Rush logic. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes. No. I mean, yes. Huh? Ooh, huh? Um, let's get into uh, into wrestling here. So I want to get into Raw, but just just for for one reason and one reason alone here. So. Um, first off, we had a return of Shane McMahon uh, to introduce and announce the Elimination Chamber uh, matchup. So next Sunday for the, the pay-per-view, it will be AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, uh, Sheamus, and uh, the champion himself, Drew McIntyre, in the in the chamber. And... Uh, they, you know, as as every year that they've had it since, they, they basically have matches between all the participants in said chamber. So we had AJ Styles taking on Hardy. He, he Styles defeated Hardy. Um, New Day defeating Retribution, uh, T Bar and Slapjack. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm going to go. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> the the right response for what I'm about to say. Um, Retribution. I'm going to go, pop every time. <laughs> Slapjack. <That's great. laughs> Slapjack. Um, slapjack. I, I'm going to go down to saying Because that, that bitch ate my Hot Pockets. It's still the greatest <laughs> definition of something of all time. <laughs> I love that they gave him Slapjack. But for for I'm going on record as saying this might be... I'm trying to think of other, others before I make this blanket statement like I like to do. But this might be the worst faction of all time. Ooh. And, and I'm talking That's about a, like... There's, there was... There was uh, the Blue World Order, <laughs> they, and they, they were actually I like them. The Job Squad, Job Squad. I, I like them too. I like Al Snow. Um, uh, who could I think of? I mean, the he, core. He, I'm, I'm even, Hispanic. The Corre. The Corre. Even including <laughs> speaking of uh, Hispanic, the LWO. Um, no, 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 no. Don't you ever disrespect the LWO like that. Uh, no, it, it was just awful. No, 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 absolutely no, no, no. awful. It, no, no, no. It, it was Eddie. Top three. Top three World Orders go New Wolfpack Latin. That's just <laughs> a fact. That is a fact. That is an absolute fact. Uh, if it wasn't, well, and, and you know, rest in peace, Eddie. But it, it, it was just the idea of WCW and Eddie and we and Eddie and uh, Eric Bischoff and just seeing like that whole nonsense go down and all the undercarders having to basically push their way through and kind of get some sort of limelight. And that was the way they had to do it was to just put a the WO on something. Um, just because you know Bischoff ran out of ideas, <laughs> that was. If you think about it, uh, sidebar, sidetrack. If you think about it, that was really Eric Bischoff's only idea. Like he he ran from ninety five to two thousand. That was his main storyline. So for a five year run in WCW and in, in, in its heyday, that's the only thing they went with <laughs> was New World Order. So it's just unbelievable. Um, so I, I, I can't, I'm including LWO uh, because Eddie, Eddie deserved better than that. Um, the oddities, uh, uh, you know, what else was bad was uh, Right to Censor was horrible. Um, but this is just. That was, 
Who was in that? It was Godfather. That was um, uh oh uh Steve, was wasn't Chris S- Canyon in that? Stevie uh um uh, use your words. It's from ECW. Nope. You gotta use more words okay. than that All with right. me, bro. Uh no, I gotta look this up. Stevie from ECW? Yeah. No. Not ringing a bell in my head. He's old. This is what happens when I always go. Stephen Rich, Stevie Richards. Oh, yeah, Bull Buchanan, The Good Father, which we, we talked about last time that he was just, uh, he hated that that whole thing. Val, he's just stoned all the time. All the time. <laughs> Val Venus and Ivory. Mm. Ivory was the, the head of that. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So it's, it's awful. It, and, and I'm including them in that too. So you know what? Retribution is just it, it. It had such. I shouldn't even say that. It had potential. It had potential to go when it started off, and basically them running roughshod over everything. This they ripped off Antifa because that was the storyline at the time. Um, I mean, they could have ripped off uh, either side, yeah, because <laughs> it was it was basically the yeah, same but, thing. But at the time, the big like I'm pretty sure the day they arrived at uh, when they just started setting everything on fire. Mm. And taking over everything, it was like close to after one of the riots. No, maybe. I, I don't think it was because it, it it was close. It it was really close to one of those, and people were drawing the the connection the to. It's not just me talking out of my ass again. I promise you that. <laughs> not this time. I remember. Not this time. There are a lot of times. Just not this time. Mm. Yeah, there were people making that connection, which, um, was, which was stupid. It was like, uh, come on, it's, it's wrestling. Just can we just have some things, please? I know, <laughs> and it just not be a whole thing. So that'd be great. All that to say is that retribution is just it's such a waste of space, and they are just there now to put people over um, that don't need to be put over. Also known as the New Day. Uh, so New Day <laughs> took that match. I was a long walk off a short pier. Uh, you want to know something? I, I will say this. There is one thing we can thank Retribution for, and that's finally giving us an answer to the mysterious hacker. I will thank them for that. All that just for I that would reason. Have, I would have been pissed off if I didn't get an answer for All that. All that just for that reason. Yep. That's, that's fine with me, but yeah. I would like to see them do more. And as we said last week, I still want answers to the anonymous general manager. And GTV. And GTV, yes, yes. So please, uh, if, if we're going to go down, down that route, let's explain them all. I told you who GTV was supposed to be. Goldust. Tom Green. All right. <laughs> yeah. That would have been great. That would have been, been so good. That would have been pretty funny. Um, Lacey Evans had a match with Charlotte Flair, and that was to determine who was going to fight Asuka for the championship. And on the technicality, because Lacey Evans won uh, via disqualification, Lacey Evans is now facing Asuka at Elimination Chamber, only because of wrestling. Um, Edge came out with The Miz, uh, Damian Priest defeating Angel Garza. Uh, the return of Keith Lee at, uh, defeating Riddle in an amazing match. That was that was really good. Um, let's see here. Oh, and then uh, uh, the Hurt Business had to come out and basically destroy them all. And then we get to my favorite part of the night. And it happened to be a tables match. Pitting Lana against one half of the tag team champions, Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Nia, my whole Jax. <laughs> As we played before, um, I I'm going to play you the clip of what was said. Uh, but before we do that, 
really quick uh, explanation of what was going down. So Naomi was in uh, Lana's corner. And as the premise is, if you're not familiar, tables match, you have to put somebody through a table. So this happened towards the end of the match where Lana, was, of course, was getting her ass kicked. And Jax had her head on the apron. Jax had Lana's head on the apron, and she goes to step back and deliver a leg drop onto the apron. This is what we get. A close range with that headbutt. What an opportunity that was for Lana, but it's thwarted by Nia Jax. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, oh Jax just... 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 Pressing Lana's face against the mat. Looks like Lana at the mercy of Nia Jax now on the apron. Oh, no. Jax oh, oh, drops tailbone first into the hardest part of the ring. Well, that's all steel reinforcement out there, Tom. Oh, Lana's still got to find a way to get Jax through the table. That's it. So if you didn't hear it there, it was uh, Saxon kind of stepped over it. But the first line that she said was, so Jax goes for the leg drop. Nia Jax misses because Lana moves. She gets up. <laughs> she's outside of the ring. She flips. There's a table right there uh, on the floor. She flips the table. Jax does. Holding her butt, Saxon stepped over the line. She goes, my butt. She continues like for another like two beats, my hole. <laughs> to which then Lana pushes there's a table on the side next to the the ring table the uh ring ring keeper's table lana pushes uh jackson to the table and lana wins she said my butt my hole uh, and, i love it <laughs> i love it i was I mean, watching with rob and stephanie on zoom and i said I, I normally we don't we don't pause because we have to sync up <laughs> to watch it together i said please stop right now everybody pause <laughs> i have to go back did she just say my hole <laughs> and i think i, I rewound about three times one of the, the, just the funniest thing of the entire week was saying my hole. And after all that, apparently she had a little heat backstage <laughs> for saying that. Um, the following day, uh, reports came out that she had uh, endorsement and a ambassador endorsement deal for Tushy, a bidet company. Yes. So... <laughs> it all adds up. It all. We live in a simulation. This is everything that I is every- to hear. <laughs> We live in a simulation. Uh, this is the Matrix. Um, so yes, yeah, so she and then she said that she was upset by that, which she really wasn't. Meanwhile, if you go on her Twitter page, she's they like the remix that we we played at the beginning of the show, at the top of the show. She posted that on her Twitter, saying delete this now, even though she posted it. Like she she's just she's just laying it on. <laughs> it was just it was just so funny. And then we'll get to SmackDown and what happened there because they revisited that well <laughs> again. <laughs> So just, uh, just amazing, <laughs> just absolutely stunning. It's incredible. So that that's the, the the main takeaway of Raw, not the Elimination Chamber uh, lineup, but that Nia Jax said my hole when she landed on her butt, um, and then everything else was just blah. So Naomi defeating Shayna Baszler, um, we we come back. Speaking of uh, visiting the well, uh, maybe one too many times, uh, as as they say, the last time Drew McIntyre takes on uh, Randy Orton. And that ended in a no contest because Sheamus came out and basically wanted to destroy Drew McIntyre, even though uh, McIntyre gave him a uh, a kick to the face, and that was the end of Raw. But yes, 
when you take away Nia Jax's hole. Um, <laughs> seems, seems on point. It seems on point, as it should be. Uh, and I guarantee, not guarantee, there should be at some point, please have. Um, if you, you want to catch the uh, Bad Bunny in his sales, please make a Nia Jax my whole shirt. And uh, that, might be, uh, that might be a shirt I buy. Um, All I'm saying is pro wrestling tees would have already been selling them. Pro wrestling tees, it sh- I, how, how have they not jumped on that? That uh, bandwagon already. I mean, what are they waiting for? They don't have they, they don't have w like current WWE wrestlers. Oh, that's true. Right, right. Third party vendors. Remember, but you can't just say like put just put my hole. Like it doesn't have to say, or I guess you have to just say a it. plain black shirt that of, says my hole, <laughs> like the man. I was just about to say, out of context, it just seems weird. <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> if you put it in like very small print at the bottom, just say Nia Jax. Um, no, you I forgot. put my I, hole and then Jax, but you spell it J-A-C-K-S-1 on the back. Jax1. Make it a jersey. My hole, <laughs> Jax1. Oh, God, it's just so good. <laughs> just so entertaining. Uh, moving on. Uh, NXT. I, I watched NXT first because I normally watch AEW first, and I think I texted you guys uh, first off. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I just, on a whim, I wanted to watch NXT first, and uh, they started off... NXT with uh, the semifinals of uh, first match of two for the semifinals in Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. MSK taking on Legato Del Fantasma. Good God, what an amazing match. It was so good. It is so good. It was. Re- <laughs> I have. Ex- this is the exact note I have. Really, really good match. It was a really, really good match. It really was. For a for a NXT, not that they put on bad matches, but for a Wednesday night, uh, just regular NXT night, um, to, and to start off the night with this particular match was just incredible. MSK is, is, as I said to you guys, my new favorite tag team. They are just incredible, and they're innovative, and uh, as as good as uh, Legato Del Fantasma is, I, I, I can see why they went to the finals. I don't know if they're going to beat uh, Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, we'll get to that point, though, but uh, if they if they do, I wouldn't be surprised, and I think it would be a great push for them. I love the way the grizzled young vets make their entrance when this guy, when the dude's talking, Zach Gibson, I believe, mm. and they do like they 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 stick it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it's it's catchy, and I've been starting to get get along to it. I pop every time they do it. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. We're the we are the grizzled young <laughs> veterans, soon to be recognized. It was an on point impersonation. That was really good. <laughs> Give yourself some credit. I do um, pat myself on the back. Good for you. So <laughs> the old champa. MSK, if they don't win this, not that I'd be disappointed. I'd be a little disappointed, but they're they're definitely going to be champs at some point. They they have to. They be. have to be. They have to be. This is just so good. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to catch that match, it's it's the very first match of NXT this week. So please go watch that. Um, mm-hmm. Zaylee taking on Cora Jade and Zaylee, uh, just destroying her. But uh, I'm I'm. <laughs> While watching at the end there with the mysterious um, uh, Mei Ying, <laughs> so, Tian Tian Sha Tian Shai something like that Tian Shai uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, I love it. It just it's it's such a weird, I love it. It's such a, a crazy like um, mysterious kind of uh, weird wrestling angle, but and it's the exact time to do it. There's there's barely anybody in the fans and ev- in the stands and any fan that is in the stands. Whew, that was a lot to get out. <laughs> it really was good for you. They're marks. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. And if they're not, they're 
I, I, why can't I go? I'm a mark. I'll I'll make I'll get rowdy in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I'll make Wednesday nights popping. It but, seems you know, like it seems like they they don't get as excited as it sounds in there. I, I gotta I gotta point that out. They pump in everything. I know. I, I understand that. I completely understand that. But you would think that like are they? They're not NXTers, right? I thought they were fans. I'm gonna say there are people who train at the performance center. So probably signed to NXT. Like developmental people, okay. I bet you money Simone Johnson is somewhere in there. I, I, I guess, but it just seems like they they seem more and excited. They have her, and they have her keep on a mask so she doesn't distract from anybody. Right. <laughs> everybody's going to be like, "Holy shit!" There's Simone again. That's Rock's daughter. <laughs> There's Simone again. That's exactly what they're going to do. Um, yeah, I think it, it seemed like they were more excited when they were faking the excitement when they didn't have masks on, when they were all spread out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seems weird, and I, I hate that pumped in. I know they have to do it. I know I have to do it for, for obviously I have to do it for Thunderdome. I get it, but it just it, I don't know. It just takes away from the whole thing. I can't wait for WrestleMania. <laughs> Actually, see people in the stands. Um, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon uh, taking on Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell in the women's Dusty Rhodes semifinals. Um, and surprisingly, Ember Moon and Shotzi take that one. Um, we we did get to see at some point. Uh, I think before all this. Uh, no, I was actually after this. Uh, so, as I said, Shotzi and Ember take that one. Um, so then right after this, we had uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. I apologize. Before, before. that, before that, we yeah. did have – yes. Before that, we had uh, x-rays shown by Johnny Gargano showing his left arm broken in four different places. And um, <laughs> it, it's uh, – I, I can appreciate production. I really can because it was the way in the ring. So uh, all four of them from the way, facing the ramp where uh, William Regal was standing. They cut the camera to William Regal, give it about 10 seconds, and then cut back to the ring, and Kushida is standing behind all four of them. And I, I appreciate that. And, and not only did I appreciate it, because apparently Regal appreciated it as well, because you can hear him giggle. Um, <laughs> that sounded like it was it was off book. Uh and so then Kishida just goes and destroys Theory, uh, setting up for the Sunday or today. You want you want to know what made me pop from that one moment hmm. when Regal's talking with the way and Kushida is right behind them, but nobody realizes it yet. And then you just see Austin Theory go, "You see what this guy's doing <laughs> over here?" Go, what? The, the quick double take. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, yes. this is great." The very the very Daffy Duck Bugs Bunny like double take. <laughs> Um, and he did that three times that night. I counted three times where Theory did that. He did it. He also did it with uh, <clears throat> later on the night after his match. He had a match with Kushida that ended in a DQ. He did that with uh, Dexter Loomis. <laughs> at, yes. At the end of that match, it ended in DQ. Dexter Loomis pulls. Uh, you, you just see Austin Theory. It ended up with uh, Kushida and Gargano uh, kicking. Uh, Gargano and, and Theory kicking Kushida's ass in the ring. It ends up outside the ring. You see Theory's legs get pulled underneath the ring. Gargano's holding on to him, trying to pull him back. He then holds on to an, a, a, the same, uh, not same, but a set of arms that he's pulling, and he's pulling out Dexter Loomis. <laughs> and he takes a double take. And then after that, Theory backing up. He looks at he looks at Loomis, he, and he does that that cartoonish double take again. It, Theory is a very good facial expressionist. <laughs> that kid's going to be a superstar. Yeah, he's he's going to be he's going to be good as long as he's, he's not going to uh, be world champion if he just, you know, doesn't do doesn't do all the stuff that made him go back to NXT. Uh, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> you you covered Which it. I'll be honest. 
You can't cover- remember exactly what it was. Mm. Yeah, okay. You're covering. I it. have about three different things in my head, and judging by past conversations on this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm just going to let them sit up there. Uh, you you covered up better than I would. <laughs> okay, next up. Um, <laughs> I uh, I want to I want to congratulate Cameron Grimes. I'm I'm liking the new uh, <laughs> the oh new angle my here. God. He came. I love Cameron Grimes after this. I, I know this, this is just awesome. Way way to Triple H. Way to take advantage of current situations. It was so good. All you hear, Vic Joseph is talking and all you hear is a car horn honking. And they're like what he's like he says what the hell is that? Camera cuts to the outside. I don't know what kind of car pulls up. Forgive me, I'm not Lamborghini. a Lamborghini. Lamborghini, okay. Not a car guy, but Lamborghini pulls up and who is it but Cameron Cameron Grimes in the car. He comes up, walks into the arena, gets on mic and cuts one of the funniest promos in a long time where he basically says that he he got into uh, investing, and he, by name, named GameStop. And so now he's just throwing money in the ring. And then he's, <laughs> he gets into DogCoin, and he said, I make I made money off of that, so I'm rich, I'm rich. And then he says, uh, Regal, you can kiss my, you know, kiss my grits and, <laughs> and all that good stuff. Just a very funny, it, it, funny promo. He's, he's decked out in the suit, matching his hat. It was just great. He's got like a Rolex on. It was great. Remember when Ric Flair stripped down to his underwear in the middle of the ring? Yes. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw this. Mm. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. This is exactly... He even did the woo. He did the woo. He even did the woo. <laughs> he did the woo. <laughs> he did everything. Yeah. Except strip down to, you know, stri- I get it. Right. <laughs> can't, you can't show men in their underwear, but, you know, you can show them oiled up with tights on. Makes sense. It's all different. It's all different. It's but not, not uh, I... Popped, unfathom, unfathomably. You get it. Way too hard. No, no. You have to say it now. So you, you have me do it. You gotta say it. Unfathomably. There you go. <sighs> words. Wow. Use tools as weapons. Yeah. Yes. Good. So that word hard. <laughs> 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 that word hard. Not good. Uh, for when he did this, when he name dropped, the way he got into. I walk into games, this rusty old store called Game. Rusty Stop, old store, that's right. And I said, <laughs> I want to put all my money into this store. Uh-huh. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. So now he's Priceless. rich. Now he's rich off of GameStop uh, and, and Dogcoin stock. That may um, have been the funniest promo I've seen on NXT all year. <laughs> I can confidently say that. It was so good. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. And then your main events, which was uh, GYV. Grizzled Young Vets taking on Ciampa and Thatcher uh, in the other semifinal uh, Dusty Road Classic. Um, I, I, you know what? Surprisingly, uh, Grizzled Young Veterans won this. I, I This was a pretty one-sided match. Yeah, it uh, was. Very one-sided for considering Ciampa and, and Thatcher. And I didn't know, I didn't think that they would go that far as a tag team since, you know, they're just one of those teams that did put together, even though you've, you've pointed out that they go far in, in tournaments like this. Um, we've seen that with uh, Pete Dunne and Riddle, but uh, yeah, this Finn, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe. So it, it, it's it happens, but yeah, uh, GYV man, they they just they, from throwing. Uh, it's, at one point, they 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 uh, they not suplex, but kind of like tossed Champa on the apron on the back of his head, um, yeah. and it looked like that looked like it, it really hurt, and so he was out of commission for like you know, five ten minutes out of the match. Um, where Thatcher just basically had to kind of run the whole thing. 
Um, but yeah, impressive, impressive look for uh, GYV, and I guess they had to do that going into into the uh, the finals. So it's going to be uh, Grizzled Young Vets versus MSK uh, tonight. Oh, I can't wait in the finals, man. That's that's going to be a good one. <laughs> you think I should open the open the the card? I mean, Finn's going last. We know that. Yes, I, I do. Yeah, I yeah, think it should. I do. That would set such a standard for the rest of the, the rest card. of the night. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely do. And everything else should be pretty good. Yeah. But do you have the card in front of you? I do. I do. And we can make our our picks that that mean absolutely nothing right now. Perfect. Let's do it. All right, so. For the three and a half people who are going to listen to this uh, before. Yeah. <laughs> if you are. Before NXT. Yes. Normally, everybody listens after everything happens. So. <laughs> So uh, we will get. I think to... it's better because I like to hear the people go. No, you were wrong. I was like, I mean, yeah, I know, I know, I was wrong. Right. I watched it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Saw what happened. You, you, listen, we could make these. We could record the show immediately after and just say, listen, I predict this, this, and this, and just be like, oh my god, I should listen to these people and put some money on it. Uh, but we don't do that. That's true. That would be. You imagine if we did that. <laughs> What we just your... set a standard for releasing it so close to earlier. We did record it right after. Right after. Right. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> At 11.01, we'll just post it. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Valentine's Day. So picks really quick. We're going Finn, MSK, that, 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 that. I'm going and that's it. down the it's line like here. So Five-minute episode. So this... <laughs> have a good night. We have five matches on the card. Uh, cards subject always to change. Uh, MSK versus GYV for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. Mm-hmm. Who do you got? Who do you got? I'm going to go with MSK. Okay. You want to... Mm, I don't. Shit. You know what? Never I, mind. Mm, I don't know. I'm thinking about it now. Me too. They got to the finals last year. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking like maybe they'll... I don't know. Like two years in a row? That's, do them dirty that's... like that two years in a row. I think... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change. I'm sorry. I'm going to go Grizzly Young Vets on this. I forgot about last year. But the but the rise that that MSK is on. I know you, you, you'll you won't squash it because it's, they're still going to do the thing. But this would this Who would put him like over the top. NXT? Oh, uh, only Lorkin and Danny Burch are the are the champions. Yes. All right, so they're winning. Whoever goes is winning it. Yeah. I think I'm going to say Grizzled Young Veterans too, only because the champions are people they have worked in the past. Mm. They used to be. I'm pretty sure the two of them used to be on uh, NXT UK. They were champions. Uh, NXT Birch. UK. No, no, no. Birch and and I know they uh, the Grizzly, Grizzly GYV has been the uh, NXT UK champions. I know that. Mm. But uh, uh, Birch and Lorkin were in NXT UK. I'm pretty sure at the same time. Okay. So I'd like to see that okay. revisited. Yeah, I'll go GYV as well. Okay. Next up. Um... Shotzi Blackheart. Probably going to be wrong. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon taking on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I love you so much. Uh, in the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic final, I'll go Raquel. Raquel and Dakota. Uh, me too. Only because it just makes sense that when they win, Raquel is going to put her on one shoulder, like like Macho and, and mm-hmm. Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I will go with them as well. Uh, your women's actually, uh, yeah, let's go with that. Your Shirai women's uh, NXT title. Yo Shirai versus Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez. Triple threat. 
uh, Io Shirai is going to retain. I'm going to say Tony Storm. I want to see. Uh, that's that's where my uh, my issue lies with it, only because it is a triple threat. So Tony doesn't have to necessarily. I mean, uh, uh, Io doesn't have to get pinned. Right. So it does. Fa- it it's anybody's game, really. The only reason why I picked Io to retain is because she would be going. She she would be going against a monster in Mercedes Martinez, mm-hmm. a real hard hitting lady. Mm-hmm. And she would be conquering the demon of never beating Tony Storm. Right. That's why I'm going to say Io Shirai. Yeah. But I also do want to see Tony Storm become NXT Women's Champion. I only say Tony Storm because they keep playing that angle um, as far as her being uh, undefeated against Io Shirai. So uh, you, you could be right. You could be right like, to conquer that demon. But I, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with Tony. You have Io. Um NXT North American title, Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. Kushida I'm gonna say Kushida wins it. I, I agree. He's on a roll. I don't see why they would why they would pull the cord that quick. Yeah. Yeah, I say Kushida wins it. I agree. That should be a good match too. That's oh, it's gonna be an amazing match, match yeah. Absolutely. Uh and then you're That's what would be considered a juniors match. <laughs> All <laughs> circles back. Full circle. And your main event, Finn Balor versus Pete Dunn. Fergal versus Dunn. Fergal. Retain. Fergal. Fergal retains. Fergal retains. I agree because you have to have. Bro, I want to see Tony Storm and Pete Dunn win tonight so bad. Mm -hmm. But part of me is just like, this is just another match underneath the champion's belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll build the rapport for a later down storyline for the the big one-on-one match. Right. Hell, Oni and Oni and Danny might cost him the match. Who knows? Oh, okay. Pat McAfee might interfere. That'd be say there you go. Maybe that's why he came back. To, Everything's gonna turn. go back to Pat exactly. McAfee. Please to come NXT. back, Pat. He, please come back because it's always in the back burner. Please come back, Pat. That's what I'm saying. Just so good. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight. That's gonna be good. Ah, uh, how about some dynamite? Let's yeah. do it. Have some dynamite. Um. Kicking things off with Darby Allen versus the bad boy Joey Janela, and uh, I, I, I give Allen props, man. I love watching him fight because he just it, there's like nothing that he will uh, kind of really uh, hold back on. Um, he's just just out of control with with his moves. Uh, um, I, before we move on, yeah, I don't know if you heard uh, Chris Jer- talk is Jericho with Tony Khan last week did not or the week before I believe I suggest you listen to it it was really good okay the last time they did an episode together was either right before or right after Dynamite went live mm. on in October of, of 19 okay he was talking about how Darby's matches the way they're set up it's so that he's getting beat it, it's Remember how I described uh, an enhanced squash match? Sure. It's essentially, those are Darby Allen matches. You have this guy who is crazy over, right. get beat to a pulp. Right, right. And then... Come up with a win. Come up, get the pin, you right. know, get the crowd behind him, all that stuff. He's oh, oh, he's honestly the ultimate babyface at this point. He, he, he is like the, he's the anti-hero ultimate babyface. 
Sting 2.0. It really is. I mean, it really is. Everybody's going to draw that conclusion one day because he's just literally combined with Sting at the hip at this point. I give... I'm not complaining about it. No, right, right. I just want to point out that they are very close now. Yes, they are. After after three weeks, four weeks. Well, uh, no, it was more than four weeks. That was December when it happened, when he came back. Oh, my God. It's middle of February. We're middle of February. (laughs) Let's go. Catch up, catch up. Um, Good Lord. Yeah. So... uh, I will give also props to Chris Jericho for being the father of AEW's uh, enhanced squash because he will, in every single match, even in, in his championship matches, he will yep. take a beating of his life and still come out and do that that uh, Judas effect and just... Which actually happened in this match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in the match that he was in on Wednesday night. He gets his ass kicked, comes around, swings that elbow, and and, and finishes the match. Um, so Darby Allen takes that one, and we'll see Darby Allen again since they they made reference to, uh, the announce table did to uh, team uh, team Taz being around. So we'll see them later on in the night. Uh, John Moxley talking about Kenta, MJF. Uh, talk, this, this. Oh wait, John Moxley. The one thing he said that made me pop. Oh yeah, good. He was running around with a briefcase, looking like a dork. <laughs> that made me laugh uncontrollably. Just the way he said dork, the way he swung. John Moxley is cool as hell, man. <laughs> Kenta, the exact quote, Kenta has been calling me out for months from across an ocean, walking around with a stupid little briefcase, talking trash, looking like a dork. There you go. <laughs> I was close. Yeah. So that was, that's, it, the, first of all, that, that you think like the money in the bank for WWE is, uh, that seems like a like a nice carry on, like it's, it's easy to, to maneuver and portable. Kenta's suitcase looks like he can fit like for like a, a two week vacation. I think it's huge. <laughs> yeah. Why is it so big? Contract can't be that large. Um, so yeah, so he had Moxley had words for Kenta. MJF talking to Inner Circle in uh, in the uh, dressing room there, and then Sammy Guevara comes in to uh, tell them to all get out except for MJF, but leave the camera in. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. So the camera gets to stay, but but Inner Circle has to leave. Got it. Um, so he basically he's accusing uh, MJF of uh, shenanigans and and he's accusing MJF of wanting to take over Inner Circle and then MJF accuses Sammy Guevara Sammy of wanting to take over. Sammy sarcastically says yes and MJF is like, "All right, thank you very much." Meanwhile, he was recording the conversation. Sammy grabs the phone and then punches him in the stomach, um, saying that he broke his rib, <laughs> and, and then he played that up the entire rest of the night. Um, and that will come he back. He is such a good heel. MJF is just a bit to the point He's where so good. The point where if you can get Tony Schiavone during a match to say I hate his guts, yeah, <laughs> like carry in the middle of the match, like yeah, you've done, you've done your job. Um, let's see, uh, MJF. That was that one. Uh, talk about Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson taking on Pretty Peter Avalon and Cesar Bonani. Uh, Cesar Bonani. I would like to get uh, maybe look up the stats on him. That's a big boy. Um, six six four two thirty. He's only six four. There's no way in hell. Six six two thirty, possibly. Because I was saying Cody's like six four, and he was taller than him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Six six. Uh, I'm gonna say definitely. he's like six ten. Oh no, he's not. Jeez. Nope. Six six. Two fifty. Two fifty. Oh, I was close. Yeah. <laughs> he was in NXT, I believe, too. Was he? I believe he was. Uh, I don't know if he was on television, but I think he was signed to uh, WWE. 
at one point. It was a big boy. So in the early on, very early on in the match, you know, the only uh, point I have with this one here is that there were uh, uh, reports of Cody being injured in this match, and you could see when it happened. So um, Banani had uh, Rhodes in like a um, like that the thing that uh, Razor Ramon used to do, pump handle. Pump handle. Thank you. <laughs> I just call that. Um, a pump handle slam. So basically, had him in his chest, threw him over his head, and he landed on his shoulder, mm-hmm. and uh, it looked. And he immediately grabbed for it. And it said it looked very painful. Um, so he, he, to his credit, man, he just he kept pushing through that that match. Um, what was it? Was a torn bicep? Uh, it's it, no, it's a rotator cuff. Oh, rotator torn rotator cuff. Yes, but they said it's a minor tear, so that he. They, they were more worried about, apparently backstage producers were more, more worried about his match with Shaq coming up at Revolution than, no shit, than really. this. So you will not see Cody <laughs> from, from now until uh, Revolution, which happens in like two weeks. So yeah. he'll be, yeah, he's going to be on the, sh- the shelf for, for a couple weeks. It's the 27th, um, I believe. That's two weeks from yesterday. I'm going to look it up. Keep yeah, going. okay. Uh so then, that which also, I mean, it's it sucks that he got hurt, but it gave Lee Johnson the shine, um, so to kind of take over the match and and get in the spots that Cody was supposed to be in. So even though Cody was still taking bumps while holding his shoulder, Cody was still doing slams. He was he was still body slamming people uh, with that shoulder. So I guess he didn't, you know, you don't know in the moment until you get that that MRI. Um, March seventh. March. Yes, that's what you said. It's in two weeks. No, I said February twenty seventh. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's All March seventh. Right. It's the week after. I thought you meant March twenty seventh. I was like, it's like not that far off. No. Um, so this is like. By, by the way, Revolution is is like their WrestleMania. Yes. They, I mean, they they usually put like the biggest matches on, on Revolution. No, it's the last two all years. Out. You, you think really? Yeah, I think they they make all out their re- Revolution's like their SummerSlam. If I'm not they mistaken. Seem, okay, because they seem like they because, have the biggest matches on Revolution. Uh. I think they want, from what I remember, they want to have All Out as their quote-unquote WrestleMania because it's co- completely in a, in a complete opposite time of the year. Mm-hmm. And All In was their original. Like, it's it's what sparked really AEW, what we know now. All In, right. AEW. Right. It was All In September 2017. Right. So I think they want to keep it as the September show being... Gotcha. Which is now all out every year. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, so uh, nightmare crew there take take the win on that one. Um, let's see what we, what else we have here. Young Bucks uh, get interviewed. Alex Marvez, man, is just like uh, that was actually Dasha, but uh, I, I I always find funny when Alex Marvez just shows up at different spots like he did later on. Uh, Can I get a ride? Huh. <laughs> And Tony, Tony Giamatti's like, I'm just stranded on the golf course. Dasha interviews. Speaking of which, golf course, it's like uh, they're playing up this Michael Jordan angle a little too much. Mm-hmm. It's not there yet, but it's starting to be like, we get it. We get it. He's the best. <laughs> yes. Keep him moving. Yes. How you doing? <laughs> Keep him moving, please. Because I, I swear on everything, if he starts smoking a long-ass cigar, I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm absolutely done with it. Of course it's going to happen. Of course that's going to happen. If he cries and puts the and he puts the title to his head like that, and he lays on the floor, I'm done with it. If 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 they're really playing up this Michael Jordan, I love the North Carolina, I pop for it and all that stuff, but I'm it, it's it's 
is that is that what is that what you think much. is that what you think the the correlation is? Because I I still don't understand what the North Carolina thing is. Well, that's what it is. That's what Kenny came out and said. Everybody was like, "Oh, you're doing the, the new Four Horsemen, North Carolina, blah 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 blah." And ever, and then he was like, "No, actually, we're just we're trying to make it so that it's like the Michael Jordan of wrestling. He's the Michael Jordan of wrestling. That's huh. why they bring up North Carolina all the time. Gotcha. Because okay. he the, it, in the Bulls entrances, if you look at the if you hear the Bulls entrance ever when they're you know right the, back the, in the, the announcer says that, Jordan they, from yeah from North Carolina. Right. That's exactly how he says it. All right, all right, Sherlock Holmes. I got gotcha. you. Catch me at 221B. Do your due diligence. I got you. Uh, Dasha interviews Hangman Adam Page. I I found, by the way, (laughs) please give John Silver a title at some point. Put him, put him, I don't care, or don't give him a title, but put him on the, uh, in the main event. The guy is gold. (laughs) I say every single time he has not, not delivered. (laughs) And every time I've seen him on, on screen. So they you have, need to watch him on BET. Uh, that, see, now I gotta watch that more. Watch it more now. Just you just, need to watch the one from this past week. Okay. They, they're they're all going up to Wardlow to give him Valentine. <laughs> they all give him Valentine's Day cards. It's uh, hilarious. Okay, I'm definitely watching after this. Um, but Dasha There's interviews a lot of Matt Hardy in there too. Yo, everything. When you watch uh, a, a BTE in the beginning of the week leading up to uh, Dynamite, mm-hmm. it, everything starts to fall into place. <laughs> so funny. Um, now, so we'll, we'll get back to uh, uh, that in a second, uh, as far as what happened with with Silver. But after that, we had uh, Pack. The, the, he's a bastard uh, taking on the Hollywood Hunk Ryan Nemeth, um, and Pack takes that one. Uh, they they recapped the uh, the wedding from last week. Um, I don't know if we I know we talked about it obviously, but we didn't get into depth about it. And that being Tony Khan's first wedding, wrestling wedding, and how it went down, and that it was okay. It wasn't the greatest wedding that we've seen. We've seen better ones, like with Kane. We've seen good ones with uh, you know uh, Test and Steph and Triple H kidnapping her in Vegas and getting married. This was okay. Uh, I didn't really get into it that much last week, but it was okay as far as the wedding goes. We we knew it was going to get all screwed up and and messed up, and Cassidy got involved, but yeah. For your, for your I will, debut I will wedding, it was this. all right. Yeah, for TV weddings, it was all right. If Penelope had a full face of uh, yeah, I think she missed frosting. Yeah, it would have been one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I'm but, tell, for me that was the only she, thing missed. She definitely missed. Yeah, and by the way, I don't know she if you definitely if, missed. I don't. If, I don't no, know no, no. If, I think she did. It just all fell off. Or maybe it fell off. But I don't know if you actually knew this. And this is or if we even talked about it last week. I forgive me for having weed brain, but. Uh, that was an actual wedding. Like they were actually getting married. <laughs> yes, they they got their. I think the it came out that they had gotten their marriage certificate a couple weeks or or earlier that week. Right. And, so and they, they wanted it. That was their actual wedding. That was the actual wedding. Uh, yeah. Wasn't Elizabeth and Macho was their actual wedding? Yes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the only one. Yeah. So they they wanted to have a, have an actual wedding on Dynamite. Um. Dasha backstage talking to Chris Jericho and telling him about uh, the whole thing with Sammy Guevara. Uh, and then Jericho and MJF uh, taking on the acclaimed. And uh, again, uh, the enhanced the jobber uh, scenario acclaimed basically just taking this entire match. And MJF still playing off that injury of the punch to the gut. Um, and then Jericho just coming up with the... Uh, not not only was, was there that, but every single member of, of freaking uh, Inner Circle... Uh, Take, took out the claim at the end there, 
and Jericho with the Judas effect. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, at the end of the match, uh, Sammy was not in a part of this match at all until the very end when his music hit. Um, and he comes out and he says, uh, he says, Chris, I told you, I told you December 9th, 2020, right here on Dynamite, if one more thing happened with MJF that I was done. And so I'm out here to tell you, I'm done. And Jericho says, what do you mean that you're done? And Sammy goes, I mean, I'm done. I quit the inner circle. So we have our very first member leaving the inner circle. Yeah. Which begs the question, where are they going from here? Well, first off, how... I was right. As far as what? I said that it was going to be Sammy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, you were right. But it's not the end game. It's It's not not the end game. The end game, the end game, which AEW is so well known for doing, is taking a storyline and stretching it out as far as you could possibly take it. (laughs) So we're definitely having the payoff with Sammy Guevara and MJF at some point. Um, the end game, though, I don't know if that's the end game. I think the end game is him and Jericho at some point. One on one. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but does Jericho retain the inner circle? Or does Jericho for, venture off from the inner circle? For rights to inner circle? <laughs> <sighs> rights to inner circle on a pole match? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, do it. They they really should just out of like just out of sarc- sarcasm, just do a pole match, just something on a pole. They match. have to, <laughs> they especially have especially to. since Tony's there. You have you have Shivani, you have Sting, you have all these uh, WCW uh, uh, alumni there. Uh, just exactly, just, just do it. To do a Judy Arbwire battle on a pole match, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega yeah. for the AEW World Championship instead of a Judy. Bagwell. Tell me, that's not going to be a great match. Judy Bagwell, no, not at all. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match have a uh, have a Trent's mom uh, on a forklift match. Um, <laughs> Miss Trent's mom. Uh, I will never that again. One of the best matches I've ever seen was that match. Um, that that back back lot match with uh, the parking lot brawl. Yes, and then <laughs> and then Trent's mom sticking her finger out with the middle finger. Um, it just it just capped off such an amazing night. And it's funny because she got I'm not gonna say peer pressure, but she was like, I don't want to do it. And then they were just like, No, 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 you got to do it. It's, 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 it'll be good. It'll be good. Such an amazing pop. Such an amazing pop. Everybody, everybody, like Excalibur cracked up. Like they were all just like, Oh my god, <laughs> it was just so good. Um, Marvez, of course, is everywhere. Uh, catching up with Gravara outside of the arena. He's leaving. He left the arena. Um, he said, I, I need time to focus. I just need time away from this place. So he's probably going to take a break and, and repackage and retool uh, his his whole persona. Uh, back to uh, Hangman, who was sitting at the bar this, this entire time. <laughs> Dasha was interviewing him earlier. Hangman's at the bar with Hardy, and Hardy is uh, asking him to sign a contract, asking for 30% <laughs> of his earnings. Uh, they were drinking together. Hardy didn't drink. He turned his back and tossed the, the, uh, the liquor to the floor. Hangman, according to Hardy... Uh, was drunk and Hangman signed this contract, uh, so Hardy walks away, and uh, at at that point, uh, around that point b- before also we had uh, that's when I was talking about John Silver and having in, uh, Dark Order there, and Page walks away, and he bumps into the entirety of Dark Order, and Silver and Hangman have this exchange where what you do oh you're here uh, oh uh, I'm going that way oh I was going that way I'm sorry and then it was just so awkward. But so funny. <laughs> and, and I'm telling he goes, you. It was good seeing you. God damn it, Silver. You're so stupid, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. I, I mark out every time I see him on, on screen. Um, Shivani interviewing Sting. And to the, and then 
coming full circle, we finally get uh, uh, Team Taz and their retaliation against Darby Allen. They have him in, <laughs> I don't know what, what his uh, his infatuation with body bags is, but he, they have Darby Allen in a body bag. They zip it up. They run to a truck that it's tied to, drive the truck away with said body bag dragging on the floor. The most important part about this is that, and I kept my eyes so very close on it, zero edits. Yeah. That was, in fact, Darby Allen in that body absolutely, bag. Yeah, absolutely. I, I played it back myself also. And I'm, I'm sure they had like a board <laughs> underneath for it to drag. But yeah, he was in it. <laughs> That's all fine and good. Just make sure that it's, it's Darby not a cut. Allen There's no cut. Right. That bag. Yeah, you don't want to have a cut. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. It was good. That's, I just I kept my eye on it. It's, I'm a, like, it's the little things. I it, swear on everything. If there's an edit, I completely disregard this whole thing. It is, <laughs> it is the little things. Um, and then Sting, Sting runs out. His his 61 year old self runs after. Meanwhile, you know, Darby's like probably to Orlando already. Um, we have uh, the women's uh, world championship eliminator tournament kicking off with uh, Layla Hirsch and Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa wins that one. Uh, Jungle Boy gets interviewed by FTR. Uh, congrats, by the way, to uh, to Dax, who just posted on Twitter that he he's like in super shape now. Like yeah, he's, he's I be, saw that. Abs yeah, lost lost a lot of weight. Good for him. Um, and then the main event with the false count anywhere, uh, Kenny Omega and uh, Kenta taking on, which they push hard, the IWGP US Champion John Moxley and uh, the, the Murder Hawk Monster and Lance Archer. It's quite possibly the most historic match in wrestling for those. If you not really know. think about it. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's it's up there as far as like the everybody but uh, but Kenta, right? What as far as as far as champion? Yes, everyone. Every, and trust me, they said it in a, in his introduction. Kenny Omega was the first in, if not the best, IWGP United States he did champion. Say, he did say of all time. His intros are getting more and more just. Bombastic. Lengthy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not lengthy. mad at that. I'm, no, I like still, it. I like it. It's everything else about it. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, my favorite part of them being, being in the kitchen and a bag of potatoes getting uh, thrown at and uh, Moxley taking a, a potato in his hand and just hitting uh, uh, Omega in the head. <laughs> my my favorite part was when Tony went right after that and he and he goes he he potatoed him he potatoed him. <laughs> He potatoed him. They were on top of the uh, <laughs> Excalibur for for the first time ever at a loss for words as far as like what how to describe something. He said they they're on the the kitchen apparatus <laughs> and he can yeah. and Jim Ross is like it's a table. <laughs> I it, think you know what threw him off the wheels at the bottom. The wheels at the bottom. And then the funny thing with that was that it's like it was a cart basically, but it's a it's a table. It's like no, a it's a table. It's a table with wheels. It's a it long. Is an, is a, it's a movable table? Right, which is also you can still put and move as, uh, like a cart. So yes. my point, which before you even say anything, now that I think about it, my point is, why wouldn't they? Those things have brakes, dude. Why wouldn't they? Apparently, they, they didn't because the referee, went down the referee had to hold the table. You saw him push. That's it. That's what I'm saying. He kept on holding them together, like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And then he. De- why he, wouldn't you just engage the brakes? He semi. They have to have brakes on it. Kenta semi DDT'd him because he didn't know how far like the thing would like wheel off <laughs> or roll yeah. away, and it's, okay, that that spot kind of got uh, lost in the shuffle there, but. Um, it's just, it was weird. Um, and then they make it back to the ring uh, eventually after going backstage. And uh, Murderhawk is just kicking everybody's ass until the Good Brothers come out. And uh, yeah. not not even the score, but <laughs> take advantage of the situation with the no DQ. And completely kick his ass. And uh, Omega hits the one-winged angel for the, for the win. 
Uh, it was, that the was a good shield, match too. The shield esque one winged angel. The shield esque, yes, with the help. He, he couldn't do it by himself. So he had to get the good brothers to to help out. Yeah. Um, and and it, that was a really good match. So a, a good dynamite overall this week. Uh, oh my for, god! I just remember start to finish. The best part about that match was that everybody, uh, Lance and Kenta, kept on fighting when they came back out to the ring, like through the entranceway, mm-hmm. and they went towards the announce table. And I almost got out of my seat. I was like, we're going to get an announce table breaking in AEW. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. First time ever. And nobody knew what to do. Everybody just stood there. You figured JR would have known what to do by now and be like, guys, they're coming our way. Let's get the hell out of here. Right. <laughs> but no, they're like, wait, what, what do we do? What do we do? And then eventually everybody's like, let's get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. But it was it's so awkward there because you can't. Uh, well, I guess in WWE they do the same thing because there is a wall behind them in WWE. There's a wall behind them in AEW. So, but, but that's there's only a false wall. It's a false wall, but also there's only one way to go. Like if you can't go, if you're facing the the ring, if you're sitting at the table, you can't go left because you're off the stage. So yeah. you, all all you can do is go right. So literally, it's like every it's like going down an aisle in a theater. <laughs> like you just like, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. You have to like walk sideways. Meanwhile, you see this like six foot eight guy come out with this this other guy about to destroy you. Kenta kicks him in the in the leg and then jumps. <laughs> that was such an amazing spot. Moxley's oh, on great. the floor on the table with Omega. Mm-hmm. Kenta kicks Archer and then runs off the stage and basically does like a coup de gras <laughs> onto Moxley on the table. Which who was was it you saying last week maybe that it, it's everybody bit something off of Kenta? That's what Moxley said. About, yes. about Kenta. Yeah, so yeah, the go, yeah. the go to sleep. It was, you, it was you I, were telling I that. mentioned it, yes. So he, he Moxley mentioned that Kenta made up the, the go to sleep. He also yes. had the, the running knee that Daniel Bryan uses. Yes. So all these moves. And uh, apparently the coup de gras too. And I know, apparently that I don't I don't know about that. I don't I think that was that was still a Fergal thing when, when Fergal was a young baby boy. Um The baby prince. The baby prince. He also, by the way, uh he also he tweeted uh that uh, demon uh, Finn would will, will be making an appearance at some point. Not he didn't say tonight. I don't, I don't know if tonight is a worthy uh, demon Balor moment, but he he did say that at some point it would come soon. Demon at WrestleMania. Yes. <laughs> yes, make it happen. Uh, quickly through SmackDown here. Uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, it was announced that Roman Reigns will, as we mentioned before, will face the Elimination Chamber uh, winner the same night. So. Of course, that that's because Reigns is just Reigns. Uh, Sami Zayn and King Corbin uh, defeating Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Mysterio had this. Dominic Mysterio had this like uh, tope suicide. They basically landed on his head. It was a, a terrible spot. He just like overshot it. Um, Big E defeating Shinsuke Nakamura uh, after a whole spot with him, Big E and uh, 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 Apollo Cruz. Like face to face, Apollo Cruz was like, "I, I want, a, I want a chance, I want a chance," and he basically sunned him. Biggie sunned him, like, "Nope, you need to, <laughs> you need to step down, back up." Let us um, not forget, Apollo Cruz was in a meeting with Roman Reigns a few weeks ago on SmackDown. Keep mm-hmm. that in the back of your head. Yes, that's all I'm saying. True. I feel like they just want people to forget about it and just, and then, and then they're gonna hit us with a big one. I, I definitely, yeah. At some point, he's definitely gonna be coming out with with uh, Apollo Cruz. They're going to keep jabbing us with the left, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he's the right hook. <laughs> uh, 
before we get to go to commercial, we see all the the superstars come out from the backstage area, uh, and they they are teasing the the return of Seth Rollins, and then they come back for the commercial. Seth Rollins is coming down uh, to his original music. That's the one thing I did see about SmackDown, and I popped. I saw it, and I heard the burn it down. Burn it like, down. He's back. Ooh, He's back with the burn it down. Um, feels good. I, <laughs> I think I, I, here's my take on that, and I'm probably dead wrong. Is that it's possible that they only played that to throw everybody off? Because as soon as he came into the ring and everybody was surrounding the ring, everybody is like, including champions, uh, Daniel Bryan, there was Bailey, Sasha Banks, everybody was outside, yeah. and he goes into a whole thing, a whole little speech about his his new daughter and and how it it changed him, and it, it was all sweet and all good, and we're sitting there watching him like he's going to turn <laughs> at some point, he's going to turn, and sure enough. He goes, and you need to all follow me because I can lead this group. I can lead SmackDown. Follow me. Follow, like the, the same rhetoric that he had before, and then all of a sudden, everybody just starts in mass leaving. <laughs> they all leave from the side of the ring, outside the ring, going backstage, and the only person left is Cesaro. Cesaro says, uh, you know, you haven't changed. He starts walking away, and Rollins attacks him. Uh, his really good friend Cesaro. His really good friend Cesaro. Um, we had Bailey taking on Liv Morgan. I, I have to say, and I will say, I'm not I'm not usually like a a Riot Squad <laughs> like fan. You know, it's kind of those matches where it's just like, okay, whatever. Um, they kicked the shit out of each other. If if you watch yeah. if you watch this match, uh, if you haven't watched this match, it's it's all of like a couple minutes. It's not long, but there are real shots. There was at one point, uh, Liv did a a tope, not a, I'm sorry, not a tope. She was outside of the ring. They were both outside the ring, and Liv jumped off of the steps. Bailey was like on the the wall. Liv jumps off the steps to attack her. She moves, and Liv hits her head on on the wall. Like there, there were spots like that throughout this entire match. That it was just just a brutal match. And Billy Kay at the end <laughs> comes out and screws everything up for Liv. So that's how Bailey won. Uh, Street Profits uh, defeating Otis and Chad Gable. Uh, we had Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Uh, Basically talking to each other about possibly them fighting at, at WrestleMania until Baszler and Hijacks, their music hits, and then it happens again, where they're fighting each other. Hijacks. They show, they show the video of what happened on Raw, the the my hole situation. <laughs> Do they keep in the my hole? They did. Oh, they they, they did. took out they took out the my butt, but they went they went see, straight I to. I didn't even hear the my butt. They yeah. If you watch it again, she says she first says my butt. But that's you can't hard to hear because as I said before, Saxton kind of uh, walks over it, and then she says my hole. But they played it again. That's when Jackson Baszler attack uh, uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, and then somehow they get to the apron outside the ring near the ramp, and Bianca Belair is holding her. Sasha Banks pulls her leg, and she lands on her butt again. <laughs> and she's like, like not again, not again. She didn't say it this time. <laughs> but she's like not again. So they're 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 Hell definitely yeah. playing this angle. <laughs> they're playing this angle Hell to the yeah. So this is definitely gonna go on for a little bit. The, the what mind. came first, her sponsorship with Tushy Bidets or the my hole then the sponsorship? Oh my hole then the sponsorship. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they were just like, hey, let's She has a big booty, we should ask her and now it just seals it. No, you have a platform that we can utilize. Ah. You know, you're on television. She really should just take advantage of that. <laughs> Sponsor for bidets. Um, 
That's incredible. They had a, a qualifying match for the Elimination Chamber with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro taking on Ziggler and Rude. And uh, Daniel Bryan and Cesaro win that. Cesaro is getting a huge push here. Um, and then everything just stopped. And it came to a screeching halt when uh, Jey Uso came in with a chair. Uh, and then King Corbin and Sami Zayn, who were outside the ring the whole time, came come in uh, beating up Uso and everybody else. And Corbin and Zayn were were kind of uh, were t- kind of teaming up until Zayn turned on Corbin <laughs> and threw him into into the the ring post. Um, and then uh, Ray, Ray, uh, Reigns was always, was backstage with uh, Paul Heyman watching this whole thing. And then you hear Owens' music hit. Owens comes out uh, and cleans cleans up the ring. Clears up the ring and then sits in a chair in the middle of the ring and says, I'm coming after you, Reigns. And it fades to black. So, uh, good good episode of SmackDown. Again, if you get a chance, watch uh, watch that Bailey and, and Liv Morgan match. It's all of like five minutes, if that, but very brutal. Um, Vengeance Day is tonight, my friend. Vengeance 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight. I'm looking forward Thank to God it. Thank God they went with Vengeance Day and not Judgment Day. Yes. It, it's a Although, it, what's Vengeance Day? So, well, Vengeance, there, there was a, wasn't there a, a pay-per-view called Vengeance? Yes, there was. Okay, Vengeance, so then, and then there was Judgment Day. So right, but Vengeance, it. just as a play on words with Valentine. so Vengeance, Valentine's I mean, Day, Vengeance Day. I get it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> don't be mad at it. Uh, I get it, but where's the logistics of it? Great Balls of Fire, I get okay, it. Okay. Well, you know what I mean? SummerSlam, it's the slam in the summer. Okay, Survivor <laughs> Series, a lot of people, elimination. Just in law. <laughs> Elimination Chamber, literally the match that it's named after. It's I want vengeance on this day. WrestleMania, everything makes sense. What is Vengeance Day? Takeover, because they are taking over WWE. Day of Vengeance. Day of Vengeance. Day of Vengeance. There we go. I leave you. Are you sure it's not a play on uh, European V-Day, Victory Day, when we won uh, (laughs) World War II? That is absolutely it. That is absolutely it. Here, uh, Tony Storm. Uh, Yo Shirai Yo since you were uh, since, since you're Japanese Please here okay. Oh I changed my pick I'm going with Tony Stark <laughs> Please be involved In this pay-per-view That uh, is discriminatory Against your people um, Thank you okay, guys yeah. yeah a little bit Yeah a little bit <laughs> I had fun today Talking about holes And uh, all that good stuff uh, Looking forward to Our pay-per-view tonight Anything else uh, Before we Wrap this puppy up Um Probably nothing that anybody else wants to hear, but I like it. Daytona 500 is tonight, mm-hmm. and on the 18th will be the 20-year anniversary of Dale Earnhardt's death. Oh. When he died. Watched it as a, as a, as a youngin. As a youngin. As a youngster. As a Watched pop. that thing live. It was crazy. Oh. Found out later that night. That'd be harsh. Watched that man die on national television. Crazy fucking thing that was see as a... See, that... Uh, I was refer everything back to wrestling but uh, year old. I, I watched year old. I watched that pay-per-view with with uh with Owen and they didn't show it <laughs> they didn't show it but it, you knew you know what happened but that's got to be a lot different to see it happen it's different because you see the car crash mm. right you see the car crash you're like that does not look good then you find out that he broke his neck and then he died, and he died. Well, you're like wow that's it that's that's it's just like that favorite fucking driver of all time all that <laughs> stuff and dead well, and on that happy note i leave you with this song that i was listening to in my car yesterday just coming on the radio and i'm always a, a fan so when you call up that shrink in beverly hills you know the one little upbeat after that story <laughs> enjoy your daytona 500 
Let's go crazy. Please hit us up on Twitter at Sons of Slam Show. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, Sons of Slam on podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. My name is Chris Mindell, the Reaper Mr. Joe Black. Deuces. Sons of Slam podcast.